Warning, this episode contains adult language and mature content that may not be suitable for younger or more sensitive listeners. You, you have been, been warned. It was a dark and stormy night. The candles flickered. The wind howls, throwing open the shuttered window with a gust. Suddenly, a message appears, written by an unseen hand in the mirror glass. It says, Welcome back. To the show rated number one in the afterlife by Hellbound Magazine and Better Seances and Spirits, this spooky show. We are your spectral bloggers and haunted hosts, the Ghoul Babes. I like my men the way I like my coffee. Ground up and in the freezer. Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> I'm the herpes of the craft world, Jade. And I put the romance in Necromancer. I'm Vivian. <laughs> and unfortunately, because of a widely unsuccessful Twitch stream about bladeless chainsaw juggling and a scathing anti-Burger King manifesto, <laughs> Quincy failed to reach the heights of stardom, and instead of developing what we hoped would be a fatal drug addiction, he only developed a mild addiction to menthol cough drops. Way Which go, Quincy. Not fatal. Not fatal, apparently. So, with fresh breath and a renewed sense of vigor, we welcome back our engineer and perennial sacrifice, Quincy. Hi. <laughs> Guys, I gotta say, this whole sacrifice thing is not as easy as the movies and TV make it look. No. I mean, Temple mm-hmm. of Doom made this look so effortless. A little Kali Ma here and Om Nom Shivai there and Om bam! Shivai. Om Nom Shivai. Om Nom Shivai. <laughs> Heart ripped out and dropped into a lava pit. But this... This is just getting ridiculous. Just just a tiny bit. Don't, a don't, bit. don't worry, though. I have the perfect, most elegant solution. And it fits nicely with the theme of this week's episode. Oh. oh. Are you ladies thinking what I'm thinking? <gasps> Let's, Let's hex him. him. What? What? Wait, what? What? what did you say? Pinatas. No, yeah, no. What you said. No, uh-huh. we're, you're getting hexed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was you're, about pinatas. I don't mm-hmm. even... Mm-mm. You're getting hexed, mister. <laughs> If you haven't already guessed, Spooky Nation, this week, the ghoul babes are diving into the realms of witchcraft, magic, and paganism. (laughs) We will be answering some of your direct questions as practitioners, diving into the history as well as hopefully dispelling some myths surrounding the practice of the occult. That's right. We don't worship the devil. He worships me. Get it right. Yeah, jeez. It's true. No discussion on witchcraft would be complete, unfortunately, without traveling to some of the darker places in history where persecution and intolerance reigned. Buckle up, buttercups. This isn't going to be a fun trip. No. No. <laughs> no. But as science fiction and fantasy icon and original hogfather himself, Terry Pratchett, once said, it is important that we know where we come from, because if you do not know where you come from, then you don't know where you are. And if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, you're probably going wrong. Accurate. Sounds like a grandpa. I was going to say, <laughs> all right, grandpa. <laughs> and if you don't know where you're going, then you better get my car tuned up. And <laughs> in those days, Nichols had pictures of bumblebees on him. <laughs> Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. <laughs> Early witches and wise women and shamans started out from the beginning as entirely misunderstood. From the time the early man gathered plants and someone took the time to figure out which ones healed and which did harm, an accusatory finger was already being pointed from somewhere else. Because, as with most protected knowledge, it is easier to fear than to understand what may upset the status quo. 
It is unclear and nearly impossible to pinpoint exactly when witches and early craft practitioners emerged, but some of the earliest written accounts can be traced back to Vivian's favorite holy tome. That's right. The Bible. (laughs) Do it again. The Bible. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. This is fun. The Bible. (laughs) Mufasa. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. (laughs) Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. (laughs) In the book of Samuel, which is thought to have been penned somewhere between 931 and 721 B.C., Tells an account where King Saul sought out a woman known as the Witch of Endor. Was it, was it a, a moon full of hairy little midgets? <laughs> the forest moons? <laughs> Fun fact, that was originally supposed to be a plant full of Wookiees, but the costumes would cost too much. Yeah, apparently they, they didn't have the budget for that, but what they did have the budget for was, let's make a whole bunch of costumes for angry little guinea pigs. <laughs> Tiny little teddy bear costumes. What if we gave them spears? Brilliant! Give this man a raise. Spears versus lasers. Why didn't we think of this before? Amazing. I feel like I need to watch this movie now. This this movie. Oh, you know, it's just this little indie film. No no big deal. It's a small indie film called Star Wars. It's not a big deal. (laughs) You've probably never even heard of it. I mean. Straightens glasses. You want to kill me. Keep talking this way. There you go. That's how we kill him. I just say how much I don't know about Star Wars over and over again. I don't know Star Wars. I don't believe in fairies. I don't believe in fairies. Clap if you believe. <laughs> Clap if you believe. <laughs> so King Saul sought out this woman in order to summon the spirit of the dead prophet Samuel to help him defeat the Philistine army. Apparently there's no pep talk like an undead pep talk because an undead pep talk goes all night long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in accordance to the king's wishes, the witch roused Samuel from his afterlife slumber. Well, old Sammy must not have been too pleased with being bothered with the meddling of mortals because he immediately prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. Like, fuck this guy Ooh. and, fuck and fuck all these his people in particular. <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> kids and you know what sure enough Saul's sons were killed in battle the very next day and Saul himself committed suicide damn I believe Homer Simpson said it best don't hassle the dead boy they have eerie powers imagine that (laughs) and astonishingly or maybe not so much this was one of the most positive accounts involving witches in the bible additional verses caution against divination chanting or using witches to contact the dead well damn other old testament verses condemn witches outright such as the often cited and all too problematic exodus 22:18 thou shalt not suffer a witch to live <laughs> problematic extremely problematic. problematic and in our next segment we'll see why this verse became a catalyst to blatant torture and murder in a bright and happy time known as the inquisition ooh Even if he had lived under a rock, several rocks. A lot. And then several more. A pile of them. Yes. (laughs) Several boulders, really. A whole continent of rocks. (laughs) So Australia. Yeah, basically. Cool. But with less spiders, because fuck them spiders. I like the spiders. Fuck them kids and fuck them spiders. the spiders. I feel like me and Australia get along. I feel like we have an understanding. But they're like the size... That's another topic for another day. You guys know how I feel about this. If you had no idea what the Inquisition was all about, the name of it just sounds like something really unpleasant. (laughs) No, it does. Yeah, it's bad. Not something you would really want to be involved with voluntarily. Witch hysteria gripped Europe during the mid-1400s, tighter than a nervous altar boy at a Vatican rodeo. (laughs) Heyo! Boom! 
Oof. And Lauren was worried about my scrambled brain joke being too much. <laughs> oh no, this is not too much. This is needed. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. So it says, nope, not gonna say it. <laughs> not gonna do it. Under these conditions, many accused individuals confessed, often under torture, to a variety of wicked and unseemly behaviors, usually at the behest of a male authority figure who seemed to be getting some kind of sick thrill out of it. I mean... That's true. I get sick thrills, but that's a little too much. (laughs) Within a century, witch hunts were sadly commonplace. Single women, widows, and other women on the margins or fringes of society often made the easiest targets. So one might say all the single ladies? Yes, all the single ladies indeed, Beyonce. Trying to get us all killed? What's wrong with you? What what do you mean, all? If you like it, then you should have put a noose on it. If you like it, then you should have put a noose on it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Drown, drown, drown. Drowning, garbled, garbled noises. (laughs) Death. (laughs) All it would take was a single accusation, no matter how flimsy, by either a zealous persecutor or a petty neighbor, and these women would be subject to false arrest, physical and sexual torture and humiliation at the hands of so-called authority figures. Often these trials culminated in execution by hanging or burning at the stake. As we all, of course, have heard. This fact, while enraging and frustrating, only makes me sorry that more didn't go out like Agnes Nutter in Good Omens. You've seen Good Omens or read the book? You know how that goes. She was badass. No spoilers. <laughs> Between the years of 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. While men were occasionally amongst the accused, 80% of those who were put to the noose or the flame were women, thought to be in a pact with the devil and filled with unholy lust. Which sounds a little like my Tinder profile, oddly enough. Well, if you like it, then you should put a noose on it. Mm. Remember? (laughs) Germany had the highest witchcraft execution rate at an approximated 26,000, while Ireland had the lowest kill count at only four. So kudos to Ireland. If this was a house contest a la Harry Potter, House Drunken Puff would have just gotten about a thousand points. (laughs) Drunken Puff wins the house cup! (laughs) Drunken Puff. You're welcome. I identify as House Drunken Puff. Me too. (laughs) Me the fuck too. I'm good with Slytherin still. I'm just going to go over here and be by my snaky self. (laughs) I actually looked into some of the more famous Irish witch trials, um, and there were two that really stood out to me. One was Perchinella de Meath. She was actually a maid to another accused witch, Alice Keitler. She was singled out as a witch purely because of her association to Alice. They were accused of creating a brew inside the decapitated skull of a robber, mind you. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I mean, that's how you do it. That's how it's done. (laughs) Out of the intestines and organs of cockerels, worms, and the butt hairs of a deceased boy. That's very specific. That is a very specific... (laughs) Give me his ass hairs. I need hairs from a deceased boy. You know the ones. (laughs) You know the ones. (laughs) She was tortured ruthlessly until she confessed, and after being flogged, quote, through six parishes, she was burned at the stake November 3rd, 1324, for heresy. She was the first convicted witch to be burned at the stake in Ireland. So, at least she got the gold star for something? Yay. At least. I mean, that is a little overkill, though. Jesus Christ, you had to flog her? 
Yeah. And burn through, her. Through you still the burn burning her. part. But I mean, fine, burn her, but don't actually. <laughs> I mean, why did you flog her to begin with? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, adding gonna... salt to the wounds. Yeah. Uh, ow. Come on, if you weren't planning on eating her, why'd you tenderize her first? Hey, thank Just you. Just saying. Thank you. She could have used some seasoning, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll get into some more uh, cannibals later. Uh, next episode. Uh, 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 did that get past her? I said, steak seasoning. Ah! <laughs> uh, see, I have one every now and then. It's not all jade. <laughs> The other one that stood out to me was Darkie Kelly. Yes, her name was Darkie. Can I change my name? <laughs> to Darkie? No, no, we can't. <laughs> she was actually Ireland's first serial killer, as well as being a witch. Kelly was the keeper of a brothel in Dublin, and on St. Patrick's Day, 1760, she was arrested for the murder of shoemaker John Downing. When the police raided the brothel, they found the decomposing bodies of five more men in the cellars. Besides being a murderer... Kelly was said to be the lover of one of the most prominent members of the Hellfire Club, which, if we ever do an episode on international hauntings, I would love to delve deeper into that one. Yes. The Hellfire Club. It yes. just sounds cool. It's very cool. I wish I yes. had visited the site when I was in Dublin. Also sounds like something you'd order in a restaurant. Like, yes, uh, I'll have the uh, Hellfire Club. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> With a side of burning asshole. With a side of, side of steak seasoning. <laughs> With a side of dead infant. Thanks. 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 <laughs> Hold the butt hairs. Please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> you like eating without the butt hairs, please? Okay, but it's not going to be authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for gentrifying your meal. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. <laughs> as, you, as well you should. <laughs> it was also believed that she killed their love child and sacrificed to Satan. Why does Satan get all the sacrifices? You know what? If a man doesn't propose to me with a sacrifice, I'm going to yeet that ring. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch ain't sacrificial. Yeet! (laughs) (laughs) Like, he went to Jared. He didn't bring me Jared. Yeet. (laughs) He only went to Jared. He only went to Jared. He didn't bring me Jared's heart, so fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. Kelly was sentenced to death and partially hanged before being burned at the stake on Gallow Street. How are you, how are you partially hanged? Again, You're overkill. hanged until you black out, and then they're like, well, I guess we're going to burn you now. Well, that didn't work. I mean... <laughs> She's hanged if, enough. All right, tired of the stake. Let's finish this. If yeah. that was the case, if she had, like, blacked out and passed out, that's kind of compassionate, no? I, I, I don't think it was intended that way. Probably though. not. <laughs> probably not. It was probably just, well, what else can we do? <laughs> Let's poke at her a little more. They ate the soap and their O's weren't the only things they lost. Their heads. They lost their heads. <laughs> if, if you don't get it, look up they ate the soup. It's an Irish phrase. Both of these deaths make sense. Not saying Petronella deserved to die or anything, but because of how religious Ireland was at the time, many Irish people were Catholic thanks to good old St. Patrick who brought Catholicism to Ireland to save the pagans. Oh, so. gee, thanks. We don't need saving Patrick. Thank you. The yeah, princess visited... saves herself in this one. <laughs> Bible verses like the one in Exodus were likely the genesis for works that shaped the hysteria. Works like the most famous witch hunting manual of all time, written by two German Dominicans in 1486, Malleus Maleficarum, or the Hammer of Witches, 
It labeled witchcraft, prophecy, and similar arts as heresy against the church and quickly became the textbook for Protestants and Catholics alike to use to flesh out the witches and devils that lived amongst them. For more than a hundred years, the book sold more copies than any other book in Europe except for the Bible. <laughs> also, I mean, what else was the competition, though? I mean, that's a good point. There's not a whole lot back then except for the Bible. <laughs> Also, uh, Malleus Bible. Maleficarum is uh, the name of an no. AFI song. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, I mean, I guess you could have like turned that. I'm, I'm surprised that since it was so successful, they didn't do like spinoffs, like the Malleus Code. This time it's pissed off. <laughs> this time it's personal. Or Harry Potter and the Malleus Maleficarum. Fifty Shades of Witch Hammers. Oh, I don't know. God, I, I I might actually read Fifty Shades if it's if Fifty Shades of Witch Hammers. <laughs> Captain Under the Noose. <laughs> a series of unfortunate... A series of unfortunate Malleus Maleficarum. <laughs> a series of unfortunate burnings. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> series of unfortunate burnings. Dire the the bad king. beginning. Wait. <laughs> Wait. The bad Dire, beginning and ending. Tire of a witchy kid? Yeah. Hey! Okay, this might be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> name of my biography. <laughs> Title. Not name. That. Title of a biography. This might be a thing. <laughs> After a while, the hysteria began to die in Europe. What with things like logic and reason beginning to take hold during the Enlightenment. Ooh, what's that? How dare they? <laughs> How fairy fucking dare they? I guess we let go of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, of. what's that? <laughs> Instead, the boogeyman of witches simply shifted to the New World with its breed of religious zealot settlers, the Puritans, mm. who Boo. I am not a fan of. Boo. As well, you know... You guys know. Yes. You probably don't know. But the one thing, the first thing I want to do when time machines become reliable and affordable, the first thing is is go get me a dinosaur pet. Yes. <laughs> go get me a pet dinosaur is the first thing. Second thing, I'm going to go back in time and punch a Puritan right in the mouth. Are you going to yes. be riding on your pet dinosaur? I'm just going to get out of my time machine on my pet dinosaur, <laughs> get off the pet dinosaur, and pop him right in the jib. And he's going to be like, oi, what that for? And I'm like, you know what you did, fucker. You know what that's for. And then I for. just flip him off, and I get back in my time machine and leave. I did know that, actually. I knew yeah. that about you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing I want to do. Surprised you didn't go for the nards. Ooh. No, just, like, right in the mouth. Like, so then he's like, oh, why? I'm like, you know why. See, but now I have to ask the important questions. What kind of dinosaur? Pterodactyl. Please just fly in and just fucking, like, take I mean, him out with, like, a, a clothesline. You have to, like, swoop him really good, like, you know, really quickly. Um, I you know. know what you did! I feel like, I feel like a <laughs> Triceratops would be yes. a good, like, I mean, that's like just like riding a fucking tank into battle. There you, you go. slide dramatically off the side of the Triceratops, just walk up, square up, and pop! <laughs> What's good? <laughs> I hate your fucking buckle shoes too, asshole! And then just leave with no explanation. <laughs> Why does your hat have a buckle, Harold? Last words, fuck damn kids. <laughs> me, me name not Harold, I don't care, fuckface! <laughs> Would you prefer I called you fuckface? Because that can happen. It's happening now. It's either Harold or fuckface. And as the doors close, bye fuckface. My name's not Harold. So anyway, fuck Puritans. Yes, fuck Puritans. The lands were reeling from wars between the British and the French, smallpox epidemics, and the threat of attacks from neighboring native tribes. The atmosphere was ripe for finding scapegoats to blame a growing list of troubles on. The scene is set for the best-known witch trials in American history. Picture it. 
Salem, Massachusetts, 1692. There's a lot of information to unpack here, so we're going to hit the highlights. It'd be even better if I just got out of the time machine drunk. <laughs> just ripped riding off of my ass. A dinosaur. Riding a dinosaur. Just slide off, kind of half fall off, and be like, Puh! Fuck you! <laughs> See, now I'm just picturing the Monty Python moment where the present day police are arresting them for the guy that was killed. Yeah. yeah. Because you were flying a dinosaur drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was something I was allowed to do. I'm sorry. I only had like two beers, officer. It's just fine. Just run. Who <laughs> was running. with dinner? Take off on your triceratops. <laughs> Get him, Terry! Who the fuck's gonna chase a triceratops though? Like I think his name is Terry. Terry Triceratops. Oh, Terry! If you'd like to make this happen, donate to our Patreon so that we can start creating. We can invent a time machine. Yes, (laughs) to send me back in time to punch a pilgrim. And then we'll have Terry do a guest spot on the episode. Yes. In January, nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and eleven-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece, respectively. Of Samuel Paris, minister in High Holy Muckety Muck of Salem Village. Muckety mother mucker. Began experiencing <laughs> uncontrollable fits, which included violent bodily contortions and outbursts of screaming. Now, because they didn't have advanced medical practices or WebMD at the time, Ooh. which it would have been lupus yeah. or cancer. Or cancer. Never, I'm like, it's oh, they have lupus. cancer. <laughs> it's never lupus. <laughs> of course, the local doctor diagnosed them with <gasps> bewitchment, <gasps> which honestly is about as useful as WebMD. It's <laughs> either cancer or, or bewitchment. bewitchment. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if I can get workman's comp for that. <laughs> Sorry, you can't come, come in. down with bewitchment. I, I'm not allowed to come into work. Lauren, you, you always have bewitchment. I've been, I've been turned into a toad. I, um, I have a note. <laughs> Here, here's a note. Ribbit. <laughs> Ribbit. From my witch doctor. Chicken. Chicken. Chimkin. Chimkin. Soon other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. The girls would fall into screaming hysterics, claiming to be bitten and tormented by evil spirits. I mean, send them, send them to my room. <laughs> in february arrest warrants were issued for tatuba a slave owned by the paris family who had come from the caribbean along with two other women homeless beggar woman sarah good and the poor elderly sarah osborne these were the women that the girls claimed were bewitching them bitches bitches and hoes y'all know which, how i feel about the crucible which just proves empirically that no good can come of that many preteen girls together in a room agreed no it's either piercing each other's ears and crying or accusing people of witchcraft this this is accurate this is basically <laughs> slumber parties in basically. middle school <laughs> wait teenage girls are the same as middle-aged men ha ha <laughs> <laughs> The three accused women were brought before the magistrates, Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne. They were questioned at length. Though one could hardly say a fair trial was had, what with the circus-like atmosphere of the courtroom itself. The accusers were present for the questioning and would often fall into fits of grandiose displays of spasms, contortions, screaming, and writhing. Good and Osborne would deny their guilt, but Tituba, perhaps looking to save her life by turning into an informant, would confess. Tituba, Why? I know. She saw what, she knew what was good. 
Yeah, I get it. She, she saw an she, opportunity. She, she ended up surviving, and she got like she got deported, and basically sent back to the Caribbean. But she didn't get burned. At least so there's she, that. She like, knew what was good. Good on you. Good on you, Tatuba. Yeah. She claimed that there were more witches in the community acting alongside her in service of the original unholy roller himself. Hysteria of unseen evil forces working against the Puritan community spread quickly, and a number of other women were accused, like Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse. Which, her last name's Nurse. (laughs) Just because she has a name that sounds like medicine, you're going to accuse her of witchcraft. Okay. Uh, Okay. That seems... (laughs) Sounds made up, but okay. (laughs) Both women had been regarded as being upstanding citizens and members of the church. The accusations also seemed to know no age limit, as the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good would find herself among the accused as well. Well, she was floating ominously, so. I mean, as most four-year-olds. <laughs> as most four-year-olds do. God, this is like the monsters are due on Maple Street. Many, like Tatuba, would confess in order to either cease the torture that they were subjected to, or in desperate attempts to save their lives. Even more names were given and more accusations were made, and quickly the trials began to overwhelm the local justice system. In May of 1692, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, that's a real name, Phipps, ordered the establishment of the court of Oyer and Terminer, which means to hear and to decide, on witchcraft cases for three major counties. Can I just say, you guys are attacking everyone's names in this one. That's fine. I didn't attack that one. <laughs> fuck nurse. Fuck, what was this guy? Phipps. I didn't Fips. say fuck nurse. I said just because her name was nurse, they said fuck you, She's you're a witch. She's a witch because she knows medicine-y things. It's like, but, Look I, but at her I don't. Picking those my flowers. last name's just nurse. I don't, I'm not an actual nurse. That's just my name. <laughs> I don't even like blood. Not even my own. <laughs> the trials would allow for the admission of controversial so-called spectrum evidence. For example, the hysterics and contortions of the accusers who would so often dramatically interrupt the proceedings to claim that the accused was spiritually attacking them at that very moment. Like a specter was appearing of the accused and would like push them and bite them and like, yeah. So basically ghosts. I have nothing better to do but push you and bite you. (laughs) While the trial is happening because that's totally helpful to my case. (laughs) The trials were presided over by multiple judges, including John Hathorne, Samuel Sewell, and William Stoughton. On June 2nd, the court would hand down its first conviction, that of Bridget Bishop. Bishop was accused of spectrally attacking several witnesses, as well as threatening to drown one if she, quote, did not write her name in a certain book. Maybe it was a diary. I don't know. It doesn't say what the book was. It was probably a Lisa Frank diary with kittens and bubbles on the front. Oh, one it was of those, the like... guest book for the hotel. There you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Write your name in the guest book or I swear to God. But, but I didn't even stay here. <laughs> Write your name in it. It's got penguins on it. <laughs> Write what you saw. Okay. I saw some ducks. <laughs> I've had fun. <laughs> Bishop denied meeting or ever having encountered any of her accusers before. Nevertheless, the court found her guilty. The sentence was death by hanging. Five more victims would be hanged in July, including Rebecca Nurse and Sarah Good. Five more were hanged in August, including the only minister to be put to death, 
George Burroughs, who famously recited the Lord's Prayer perfectly prior to his execution, something that witches were supposedly not able to do. I was just about to say, aren't they not supposed to be able not to... supposed to be able to do that. Supposedly. But they still put him to death. But they were like, nope, still a witch, fucking hang him. <laughs> you know, he had that in his back pocket, like, watch, no, nah, I'll be fine, it's it's cool, I'll see you at breakfast tomorrow morning, yeah, I, I that will was his, be That there. was his out. Yeah. That, that was, like, his, his ace in the hole, like... It'll be fine. They ain't gonna kill me. And I'm a bad bitch. Sure. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, you're already here, we got the rope. I mean, it's a whole thing. We don't want to reschedule, There's, so... I mean, it's just, out of it. You don't have to reschedule. I recited it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there cotton candy out there selling it? We like, have reverse... I mean, we'd have to refund people's money. And, and we don't you know, want to really, we just don't like you, so... And you know what? Bye! So chair shove. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, you were playing Hollywood Undead as loud as possible, so... hateful hateful this podcast needs to be renamed to which brand are we gonna call out today (laughs) which Ah, ah, ah. no i do have to say i like hollywood undead (laughs) so just throwing that out there she says that now i do just threw shade at him that's fine (laughs) eight more were executed in september of that year including martha Corey and famously her husband giles Corey who also came under the accusation of witchcraft. He refused to enter a plea during his trial and was commanded by the court to, quote, be pressed until he would answer. A common practice at the time to weed out those trying to cheat justice, pressing involved stripping a prisoner naked, having them lay down, and placing boards atop their bodies. Large stones and boulders would be placed on top of their planks until the person would give their plea. This process often took days. Who has days for this? Like... Uh, you know, I can't really make any plans. I've, I've got to press somebody. I've got somebody. a pressing at four, so. <laughs> and I just can't cancel that again. Gosh. Or like in the middle of the pressing. Can, can you call my boss? Can you tell him I'm not making it to the work today? I got to call out sick. I just want to call out being pressed. <laughs> there we go. We were talking about workman's comp earlier. I, I was pressed. <laughs> but Giles Corey was steadfast in his refusal. When repeatedly asked of his plea, he answered with two words. More weight. That is, like, possibly one of the most badass stick-it-to-the-man things I've heard in a long time. That motherfucker. I'm sure if his hands were free, he would have been flipping them off with both hands. Probably. More weight. At the same time. More weight. (laughs) I I want those to be my last words, even if it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Why did she say more weight? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm about to be executed via firing squad. (laughs) Do you have any last words? More weight. What, is, what, what does that what? mean? You know what? Just fucking just, just do just it. Shoot her. Just shoot her. <laughs> we gave you a chance. So Giles Corey was crushed to death under the weight of the stones, refusing to the end to answer his accusers. Some even claim that Giles Corey cursed the sheriff and the town with his dying words. I mean, that's that's a pretty cool curse. The more yeah. weight curse. It's almost like thinner. Thicker. <laughs> Thicker. <laughs> For 300 years after his execution, everyone that held the office of Sheriff of Salem was met with misfortune or an untimely death. Serves you right. The end came for the witch trials almost as soon as it had begun, which I guess for the people who died wasn't soon enough. Right. Good point. Like, oh, oh, as soon as it began. Okay, really? Not soon enough. (laughs) Not soon enough for some people. Respected minister Cotton Mather had warned the courts about the dubiousness of spectral evidence from the beginning, but had been mostly ignored. 
Increase Mather, which I have to say is a really cool name. I don't know why. That's just a really fucking cool name. Oh, that's a name. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. The president of Harvard College and Cotton's father soon joined his son in urging that the standards of accusations of witchcraft be equal to those of any other crime. His conclusion was, quote, it would be better that 10 suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned. Unquote. Oh, somebody with a brain. Well, he was the president of Harvard, so. Imagine that. Spoiler alert. All of them were innocent. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that was just a reminder. President of Harvard, the school that has books in its library made from human skin. Maybe he was on the witch's side. Mm. Oh. We're still going to put you to death. What if Increase <laughs> Mather is his witch name? <gasps> That's a good witch name. That is such That's a, a good great witch, witch name. Because he took that from the more weight. So he's like, you know what? Increase Mather. Stolen. That's amazing. Snatched. Oh my gosh. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> we come up with amazing ideas. <laughs> I love it. Public support for the trials began to wane as the girls who started the frenzy began accusing much more prominent and less likely figures in the community. People began to doubt the veracity of their testimony. Governor Phipps dissolved the court of Oyer and Terminer in October and demanded that its successor not accept spectral evidence. Without the fantastical and invented evidence, trials began to dwindle, and by May of 1693, Phipps had pardoned and released all those being held in prison on witchcraft charges. Oh, what a nice guy. Oh, gosh. Too little, too late, asshole. (laughs) In January 1697, the Massachusetts General Court would declare a day of fasting for the tragedy of the Salem witch trials. The court deemed the trials unlawful, and many involved in them would publicly apologize for their role in either accusing or trying the condemned. I mean, yeah, we did all of it, but let's go ahead and not eat for a tiny little bit. Oops. Oops. Here, does that does that make it better? <laughs> a garden and memorial now stands in Salem dedicated to those 20 people who lost their lives during the hysteria of 1692. Again, too little, too late. Now, we can accuse the Puritans of being paranoid zealots all day until the proverbial cows come home. Mm-hmm. Because it's accurate. Yes. <laughs> but could the cause of the hysteria have been something as strange as a fungal infection? Huh? Oh. In recent years, studies published in scientific journals have placed part of the blame squarely on a fungus known as ergot. Ergot grows in rye, wheat, and other cereal grains in damp conditions. Conditions which were abundant in the winter and spring before the ac- accusations began. Sickness caused by the ingestion of ergot-infected grain produces symptoms quite similar to those that the girls were experiencing, such as hallucinations, vomiting, and muscle spasms. Ah, so they weren't just being rude bitches. Right, that's what I (laughs) thought for a long time. I was like, I was like, they're just like getting carried. And there's like two different theories. So there's like that theory of like, well, maybe it was an ergot infection and people were actually like hallucinating. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, there's another theory of, well, Women in puritanical society, as we well know, had, like, zero say. Yeah. Like, you were basically a second-class citizen. You didn't speak until spoken to, that very biblical kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that because these girls were had a spotlight on them and they had attention, they just kind of reveled in it. And it mm-hmm. just got carried away. It was, mm-hmm. like, one of those where, hey, we actually are able to dictate things and people are listening men are listening to us people are listening i feel powerful right exactly and it just got out of hand i gotcha i never even i'd never even heard of the the fungus yeah the fungus is is an interesting one yeah oh okay so sorry ladies (laughs) you know what also could cause hallucinations vomiting and muscle spasms what pregnancy 
They were all too. They were, most of them were too young. Were they though? Because they were nine. Times. Well, they were nine. nine and one 11. of them was nine. One of them was eleven. And they weren't married at the time. They don't mention that. None of the. But I mean, couldn't that be a thing that if, let's say, because I know I, there are some. I know women, women like get, girls now that get them at like age nine and eight. So like, say back then they did. Yeah, but got pregnant. They'd I don't be like know anybody who hallucinates when they get there when girl? they're pregnant. I don't know. I've never I know been you get pregnant. Like, I know you get like morning sickness and you get like sick, but like I don't know of anyone who's hallucinated witches biting them. <laughs> I mean, they could have uh, made up the hallucinations, <laughs> but I mean, like, using the witchcraft as a way to be like, ah, oh, I'm not having morning sickness, it's bewitchment. Yes. Don't really mention bewitchment. that. Bewitchment. Yeah, and it, I knew it was an unlikely theory. And on that lovely note of hallucinating while blasting vomit, <laughs> being poisoned sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? audiobooks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can read about poisons, witch trials, and calling the corners thanks to our lovely friends at audible.com. Thanks, Audible. Thanks, Audible. And you know what? Just for you, loyal spooky fam, they are offering a 14-day free trial to their service when you sign up with our special code, audibletrial.com slash thisspookyshow. That's audibletrial.com slash thisspookyshow. For signing up, you'll get an audiobook of your choice to download for free. For free. free. For free. It's just that easy. We recommend The Heretic's Daughter by Kathleen Kent and The Witches by Stacey Schiff. That one's a really good book. Mm-hmm. Sign up today and learn the difference between arsenic and antimony, but don't come crying to us gurgling in death throes because you didn't take advantage of this offer. And now, back to our show. Wait, wait. Do you guys, do you guys hear that? I, I think something's calling to us. Oh? Mm-hmm. Spirits? Hello? 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 So, I hear a voice. Ooh. And it says, Stick with the people who pull the magic out of you, Aww. not the madness. Aww. The spirits would like you to know that you should notice how you feel when you're with a person. If you feel like shit, don't hang out with them. Accurate. It's I mean. just that straightforward. Yeah. For reals. They don't have to be a bad person for you to choose not to engage with them. It may just be your reaction to them. Even if you can't remove yourself from their presence completely, you can at least check in with the part of you that gets crazy and give it the love it needs. True. Oh, thank you, spirits. Thanks, Thanks spirits. spirits. That was sweet of We're you. We're going into 2020. Ain't got time for that negative nonsense. Agreed. Nope. 2019 was the last year where we settle for less than what we deserve. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> Preach. So now with a bit of historical background of witchcraft in place, we would like to touch on some of the more modern history and applications of the craft, as well as answering some of the listener questions. Call in. We're standing by. Nothing? Nothing? Come on, guys. Call. Actually, don't do that, since that phone was only answered once by one of the invisible interns. Suddenly, he became visible. Too visible. Yeah. Then he died. (laughs) It was unfortunate. So, yeah. We don't touch that phone anymore. But thankfully, we do have some questions that you lovely monsters have sent us via our website, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, we're going to go ahead and keep these anonymous just to protect y'all, just in case. So question number one, what are males who practice witchcraft called? I'll take this one. Okay. It's very, very simple. It's whatever they want to be called. Yes. (laughs) Is your name Terry? Terry the Triceratops? It is Terry. (laughs) Does Terry Terry the Triceratops practice witchcraft? He, of course, does. Then Terry the Triceratops can be called Terry. 
No, really, that has been a big issue where men don't want to be called witches because witches are girls and they should be called warlocks and da 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 da. Honestly, none of that. It really, truly does not matter. You can call yourself a witch. You can call yourself a warlock if you really want. A warlock if you want. You can call yourself fucking Spider Man if you want. Like, I don't give a shit. It's whatever title is comfortable for you. Exactly. Honestly. Be a man so we can be Spider-Man. <laughs> you can be a woman and be Spider-Man. Look at me. I'm Spider-Man. See? I said it. Now I am it. You want to know my story? I'm sure you want to know. Oh my god. <laughs> this is why we're hexing you. <laughs> this is why. Alright, so that answers that one. Um, You can be whatever you want to be. It's really... Whatever title you are comfortable with calling yourself. It... It's kind of like the army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's nothing like the army. <laughs> You're, you're what they call you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, shit stain. <laughs> it smells like bitch in here. It smells like bitch in here. But that, that, goes, that goes for women as well. Uh, if you don't want to call yourself a witch, don't call yourself a witch. You could still practice and not be a witch. Some practitioners don't use the title. They prefer the term practitioner. They prefer the term sorceress or whatever. Queen of the underworld? Me? Me. No. <laughs> uh, so that answers that one. Um, I have a question here that says, can you be a witch and be another denomination? Like Christian, for example. Ah, yes. The short answer is yes. The short answer is yes. Um, a lot, there are certain schools of magic like voodoo that do have, um, Christian elements built into them because that is how they were formed and how they came about. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are, I know some witches or practitioners who actually work with saints and angels mm. as their patrons um, instead of pagan deities. Right. So it, it just comes back to, it's whatever you want. <laughs> it's very freeing. Yeah. So it could kind of be like those uh, Doreen virtue cards where it's like your yeah, angels angel say oracles. this. Yeah. Like I yeah. know people who kind of do that sort of thing. It's like, it's basically whatever calls to you spiritually. And this is what I've told people when I talk to them and like, uh, they have, they ask questions about things like that. I'm like, it's whatever, there's no, like, I don't feel like, and this is just me talking. There's no hard and fast rule book for me. No. Like there's no like step one, you have to buy a cloak and step two, you have to <laughs> dance naked under the moon and step three, you have that to was have one of the questions. Like, no, you don't have to do any of those things. If to you, be fair, you have to dance naked under the moon every at least now one, and then. At least once. You should try um, it. <laughs> try it one time. See if it fits you. Naked in the moonlight. I mean, I don't remember the rest of the words, <laughs> but there's no, like your altar has to have such and such things on it. It has to have X, Y, Z. It has to have, or you ha- even have to have one. If you don't want to have one, don't have one. You can or if you have want, more than one. Or have several if you feel like you need several of them. Like, there's no hard and fast, like, it has to be this. It's not formulaic. That's the beauty of witchcraft, is it's not formulaic. Exactly. Like, mine, my bathtub, first of all. A lot of, lot of candle magic. And a uh, headboard. Of course, that's where I keep crystals. So I guess, kind of... For those that don't know that maybe are kind of new to everything Wiccan, Witch, Magic, what is an altar and, like, what are things that you would put on it? What is the purpose of it? So it's a spiritual focus. Um, I have um, stuff for my patrons on it. Uh, My patrons are Egyptian. So I have, like, their figures on it. 
Um, I have my candles on there. So that's where I keep my candles, my crystals, my herbs, things that I use in practice and things that I use for spell work. It's just, it's my spiritual center. That's where I keep everything. That's where I keep my pain. That's where I keep the mortar and pestle. That's where I keep everything, basically. Right, same. Uh, mine's a little bit more plain. I, I have a sad story that goes with it. I Basically, I lost everything, but I'm not going to get into my sad story. Uh, I did start to rebuild a little bit. I've just got you know, the crystals, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, got a cauldron, uh, some herbs, things like that. It, it, mine's very simplistic. I don't have any patrons, because uh, that's actually another question coming up here shortly. So I'll get to that later. It's basically whatever you want to, it to be. Exactly. But it's just basically a place where you can focus. It's a place where your... you f- focus your spell work and you can do, I mean, you can do spell work anywhere. You don't have to have an altar to do spell work. I don't want people to feel like they have to have this like space. If you feel that you want a space like that and that you want a spiritual focus in your home, go at, go nuts. By like, all means. By all means. But it's not required to do spell work. Right. I love that this is basically like our journey segment. Any way you want it. That's, that's the, the way, way you need it. it. And that's the way you want it. I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just pretend everybody talked over me real quick. Like, oh, now we can't even hear. That's fine. What's our next question? So some, uh, there are different questions about like what are different kinds of magic. Like most people kind of unfortunately associate the occult and magic and spell work with kind of black magic. Right. Um, That's only one facet of it. It's only one facet of, of magic practice. Um, there's white magic as well. Uh, green magic, which is involving herbs and plants and black magic is its mm-hmm. own thing. I do gray magic, which is kind of a mix of the white magic and black magic. So basically that is, I will do positive spells, but I will also hex the shit out of somebody. She's who I go to for all of my yeah. hexing stuff. Yes. Because <laughs> I am very Because green. some people aren't comfortable doing it, and that's fine. There are people who follow Wicca who don't um, agree with the whole hexing thing, and that's fine. That's exactly. perfectly fine. It's like whatever you're comfortable with, like honestly. Like I'm comfortable using magic offensively and using it to get revenge essentially <laughs> i mean there are people I've, what done wronged us i mean i've done it for other people and it's worked i don't know if i want to bring up the specific the specific instance but it worked for her and she ended up becoming a witch after that <laughs> she was that. like oh okay well, this this shit real okay oh, this shit awesome yeah what's the opposite of yeet <laughs> Tea. Um, I'm a tea. Tea. So it's like I I do a little bit of both. Like I it's but it, again it's whatever you're comfortable with doing. It's whatever your comfort where your comfort zones lie. If you believe in like the rule of three and that things will come back at you, mm-hmm. then you probably aren't comfortable using like darker magic or hexes or things like that, and that's perfectly fine. Exactly, and that's how I was taught. Basically, was the uh, the rule of three. So I was taught the Wiccan way, which is. That is the rule of three, right? It's very Wiccan, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I was taught the rule of three, meaning uh, what you give comes back to the free, uh, threefold. So I'm a little less comfortable. I like I like the greener aspect of things, herbs and plants lots and things like lots that. of plants, lots yeah. of crystals. <laughs> uh, I also use uh, kitchen magic as well, which is another really really cool thing. Uh, I have a chicken soup recipe that heals. It's great. Seriously, I have a pumpkin seed recipe. 
Nice. I love I pumpkin seeds. It. I mean, it's a little too late for that, but I want to try I mean, it. I'll, Never. I, I'll find them next time. Never too late for pumpkin seeds. Pumpkins. Well, I mean, just like season-wise. <laughs> just for finding a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Just for finding it's a pumpkin, hard. yeah. All right. Uh, question. Okay, this one. Do you have to believe in a deity to practice witchcraft? Again, short answer, no. No. Absolutely not. Like I've mentioned before, I don't have any patrons. I'm not religious at all. Even a tiny bit. The Bible. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) I'm not religious, even a tiny bit. I don't have any patrons. Um, I do have a pretty freaking sweet statue of the Grim Reaper. (laughs) But that's, that's just mostly to look cool. So, so you don't fear him? I she do doesn't. not. I do not fear the Reaper. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but, uh, to... but uh, so no, you absolutely don't have to believe in anything. Um, yeah, you just practice whatever the fuck you want. You can also kind of mix. I know people who mix. Um, you're not stuck with one pantheon. So like if you meditate and the best way to find your patrons is to meditate and whatever, like they'll come through for sure. Like you know, if you believe in that sort of thing, and if you believe that there are these patrons and these deities out there, which I, I personally do, um, they'll come through in a vision or they'll come through in a dream or whatever when you're meditating. They'll come through and find you. Hey, bitch. And <laughs> you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Um, <laughs> some, are, some are bold, some are really brash, and some are kind of the quieter sort of deities. But you don't have to be stuck with one pantheon either. So it's like, I don't people feel like they have to be limited. Like, oh, I have to choose, like, Norse pantheon or have to choose Greek. It's like, no, you can mix and match, bitch. Like, whoever show up, show up. They're going to show, you know, like, they're going to talk to you. It doesn't matter if it's, like, your patron goddess is Greek and it's Hecate. And then, like, your patron god is Apollo. It doesn't matter, you know. Like, it doesn't. Or it's Osiris. Like, it it doesn't matter. I will say I'm, I'm a little closer to Hecate. Just, that's uh, one of the statues I have on my wish list on Amazon, if anybody wants to find it, you know, send it to me. <laughs> Hint, tank, Christmas uh, is two weeks away. <clears throat> <clears throat> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> that's all I want it's for not Christmas. To buy, it's not to buy presents. It's not. It really isn't. It's to help with this. Yeah. <laughs> with this thing that we do. With this little thing that we do. You know, we have some fun doing it. Oh, my God. Um... Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I just totally went off on a tangent there. But no, uh, not not religious at all. Totally don't have to be. Uh, I believe in intention. Mm. So I believe you put an intention out there yeah. and it's way more likely to happen. Even just logically speaking, if you go, I want that, you're probably going to take some steps consciously or subconsciously towards getting it. Yeah. It's kind of like that um, question of like, do you think... That your thoughts can change your life. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean. Yes, yes Maria. <laughs> yes, Maria. Yes, Helen. Yeah. Water. <laughs> I mean, it's that's 100% true. Like, power of intention, like, an intent behind spell is the important part. And that's what I'll say by kind of last little rant on shaking my finger. Oh, you kids <laughs> get off the grass. Because I need that for my spells. There's no, <laughs> is there's no set, like, words you have to say like people get lost in the pageantry and people get lost in the ritual and forget the intent behind it the intent behind the spell is what's important that's what drives the spell it it has to be yours so even if you if you say things off the cuff and like your spell isn't practiced it's not written down it's not flowy and poetic 
It's full of curse words. That's fine. <laughs> it's you. It's you. You do it's 100% you. It's 100% you. Because honestly, you reading someone else's words of a spell, it might they're not, not be as the effective. They're not as effective because they're not your words. It's not your intention. It's someone else's. Exactly. It might not mean, mean the same thing to you. You can totally do a banishment spell by being like, get the fuck out of my house. I've done that. It's easy. Those words exactly. It is the easiest spell ever to turn to somebody and say, shut the fuck up. And it works. Look at that. Amazing. Silence. Silence. Or get the fuck out of my house, even. It works. We're still recording, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess I'll leave. (laughs) It's the simplest spell you can do. It's all about intention. And I will say, as somebody who's dipping their toe into the magical pool. (laughs) Oh, it's warm. Um, (laughs) Hopefully there's not pee in it. (laughs) Did you pee in it? Wasn't there that myth that, like, chlorine turns black if you pee in it, and it was to try and get children to not pee in the pool? pool. And everybody did it it anyways. Or was it green? I thought it was green. Black would have frightened the fuck out of me. That's that's If anyone can invent that, by the way, throwing that out there, million dollar fucking idea. Oh, Lord. Put, like, an invisible chemical in your pool, and don't tell, like, kids, and have a bunch of kids over, like, for a birthday party, and just... Watch as the water turns this unholy black color. Go, what did you do? I just want to see the very first one that does that. And it's like, oh God, there's a Death Eater under the water. <laughs> it's and coming just, for me. And just watch the screaming and, and chaos ensue. Yes. Please do this. And film it. Please. Take video. Yes. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is what Vivian is saying about the power of intent. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, one of my cats got out and was missing and I posted flyers all over, talked to neighbors. She was spotted, but we could never get her home. Um, so I talked with Vivian and Lauren, and they suggested, you know, get a white candle, go out, like, be with the moon, and just basically speak from your heart. And so I did that. I went and got a vanilla candle from smith's and that's fine too it, it can be scented i love a, me some scented candles it's a glade vanilla candle um and i just went outside sat on my little big lots metal rot chair <laughs> <laughs> it don't gotta be fancy it doesn't have to be like a giant wooden throne <laughs> I mean, it's a plus, especially it's if it's a skull throne. It's a plus if you have throne. one, exactly. But it does not have to be. Yeah. It can be a folding chair. <laughs> With plastic skulls glued on it. Or bath. Yes! <laughs> Coming soon. This spooky craft, our YouTube channel. There we go. Done. We've got a Pinterest page and everything. <gasps> the craft. <gasps> I hate this. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thanks, I, I hate left. it. I died ten years ago this very night. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But I basically just, you know, said whatever was in my head and my heart. And then three days later, she showed up at our back door. Yep. And we had to come back home. (laughs) Imagine that. Three days. Imagine. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it it works. But like I said, it, it works with your, like I said, with your words. Don't get too lost in, like oh, I don't have this one particular herb. I guess I can't do that spell. Bitch, no. Just find something else that's close and do it. Just do it. That's very Narcotics Anonymous, though. Like, it works if you work it. (laughs) I don't know that saying. I do. Not personally. I should throw that out there. I've been to meetings, not because of myself. There we go. 
I mean, I've heard that even if you don't have an addiction, like, meetings can help with other things, like anxiety, depression, things like that. Oh, I went to be a supporter. Ah. Um, so the last question I have here is, what does your pentacle mean? A lot of people think it's an evil symbol. It is not. It is not. Um, and the, to be flip side of that, there Hold is up. nothing wrong, in my opinion, um, since I am kind of do the dark and the light, there is nothing wrong with the inverted pentagram. That's You like that's, all kinds of turkey meat. That is the symbol. <laughs> yeah. I like all dark the and kinds, light. right? I walk a middle path. <laughs> you are a saint me. among us. <laughs> Um, there's nothing wrong with the inverted pentagram. No. There, it is a symbol of the Church of Satan, um, which has been many, many years. And like, you know, there's a lot of followers of it. And honestly, like, look into them. They're actually some pretty cool people. Like, look at their commandments. Yeah, their commandments are pretty, like, I read them and I was like, yeah, I shit, mean, shit, okay. I didn't know I was a Satanist, but I damn. Didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't know. I, I guess. didn't know. I was like, I guess I am, apparently. Um, Is that but... a new TLC show? Didn't know I, I didn't know I was a Satanist. <laughs> Coming to t- fall on TLC. Um, so the pentagram is a five-pointed star. Penta, obviously, five. I mean. Um, in a circle. Um, and the points, it is an upright. In Wicca and typical witchcraft, it is an upright pentagram um the inverted pentagram is for the church of satan but the upright pentagram the points of the star represent the four elements as well as the spirit mm-hmm. and the circle around it is like i've heard the earthly realm right and i've always just heard that generally in layman's terms it means protection mm-hmm. i've worn a pentagram for about eight years now yeah. And I, I hardly ever take it take it off. Take off yeah. I'm never really seen without it. Yeah, same. And, and look at me, it. I haven't been stabbed or murdered or anything. Well, the thing is, <laughs> that you know of. That I know of. And the thing Shit is, I, I've <laughs> known people who've gotten shit for their pentagrams, like, yeah. a, like, a lot. Which is funny because I don't know if it's, like, something with somebody's energy or whatever. So, I like, I know people who've gotten that, who've gotten, like, the, oh, that's a devil worship symbol. I've never gotten that, and I've worn mine for years. And I get more people that say, "I love your, I love your jewelry, I love your necklace," than say shit about it. Yeah, I, I have gotten way more compliments. Way than more, like way more. There's one person in particular when I was working at the bookstore. I was just about to bring this up. Were you just about to? Yeah, bring this? you were here for this one. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, this fucking dude. I sat and helped him for a good 20, 25 minutes. And at the end, he shakes my hand and he says, you're a very beautiful girl, but I never want to see you wear that necklace again. Excuse you. Excuse the fuck out of me. Like, excuse your fucking mouth. First of all, (laughs) I'm a woman. Second of all, how dare you call me beautiful? Second of all. (laughs) I am otherworldly or nothing. Right. (laughs) Step your pussies up. Second of all. Bitch. Bitch. (laughs) The fuck. Bitch. Like, did I ask you? No. No. Spoiler alert. No. I didn't. Spoiler. Uh, I didn't ask, actually, nor did I, you know. Oh, good. You're the answer to a question that nobody asked. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry. It. Did I ask to see you again? No, I don't want to. Did, did you think this was an invitation that you were going to come back? Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. As soon as I see you walk in those doors, I'm. Nope. Nope. Nope and right out. Going into the back. <laughs> 
Uh, we don't have it, but so I'm going to hang out back here. <laughs> I would have gone, oh, well, that's, I was going to say the same thing about your crucifix. I did have somebody else, uh, she was asking about I will Bibles. go there. Oh, yes. She will. <laughs> uh, I did have uh, another customer that was asking about Bibles one time, and she was like, if I buy this, will you read it? I was like, no. no. <laughs> I just looked Actually, at her and went, no. It burns us. <laughs> So that one was fun. I've only had like a handful of them and they were mostly working at the bookstore. And yeah, I think I had just one, cause... but it was not even like a really bad, like he was just curious about it and didn't know and asked me a question actually. And that's fine. And it wasn't disrespectful. So it was like, I'll answer questions all the fuck day long. Like if people are actually genuinely curious and all will ask. Long day. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I've had Mormon people come to the door that are missionaries and come to the door and I've said, Hey, I know that your thing is Jesus and you want to talk to me about Jesus and that's cool. I'm going to talk to you about witchcraft. Can we talk about it? And there's been ones that are like, nah, that's okay. And they, and they bow out, which is fine. That's cool. That's their choice. Kind of the goal. But I've actually had ones that have actually engaged in the conversation and they actually asked questions and they were genuinely wanting to know. So it's like, okay, I will have a conversation with you. That's awesome. So long as you're not closed-minded and completely shut down about it, like, we'll we'll talk about this. That's cool. And, like, you know, they talk, They told me their thing. I told my stuff. Exchange of ideas. It was a beautiful thing. That That's really cool. Then there's the ones that are really pushy and you have to answer the door topless to make them go away. <laughs> True fucking story. True facts. <laughs> I don't even have to get topless. True facts about the witch. <laughs> I can't do a Morgan Freeman impression. Sorry, y'all. No. So, it would be it would be something else if you could. I, I, that would be an impressive. Like, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be in Hollywood? <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Why are you wasting time with us? I think one right? other question people, some, some people have is about um, familiars. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some, and I've had, this is a heated topic somewhat in some uh, magical communities that some people think that all of their pets are familiars. Mm-hmm. And some people don't agree with that. Some people say, well, sometimes a pet's just a pet and there are only certain animals that are familiars. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of am in that camp where it's like, I feel like just because they're your pet doesn't necessarily mean they're a magical pet. They right. may have other gifts that they are there, that they're, that's the reason they're there. Um, but I had one that was my familiar and she passed away and mm-hmm. she was 100%. She would be there every time I would do like witchcraft, like when I would do spellcraft workshops, when I would do like, she would be in the middle of it. Right. Um, so she was very much called to it, where the other ones have been kind of, like, shy about it. But it doesn't mean that they don't have other things that magical intentions that they provide me. They're just not my familiar. Right. And the other thing that I was thinking is uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the uh, not every pet is a familiar. Because mm-hmm. just the same way that you don't want to force it on a human, you don't want to force right. an animal to be a part of something right. that they're uncomfortable yeah. with. You know? Not, not every animal is going to understand it and not every animal is going to subscribe to it i guess mm-hmm. but like i said just because they subscribe like, to this podcast but yeah, you, should. you should subscribe <laughs> to this podcast or i'll find you yes she's got a dragon spell i do it's true my familiar has also passed that was yeah. marcy my my sugar glider mine was jinx yeah jinx the and her name cat. was jinx yeah <laughs> <laughs> imagine that i mean her name was jinx and then so far my my zoo <laughs> i do have a lot of animals uh they haven't really responded to it and that's totally fine mm-hmm. i've I adore them. All of them. I haven't really... So, I have 
many a pet that live in my house, but the two that are actually mine are Chewy the Pomchi and Milo the cat. So Chewy, 100%, he's just my pet. He's my lovey, lovey, goofy, old Mr. Dude who turns 11 in 8 days and I'm sad Aww, about it. Oh, happy birthday. But Milo, there's definitely like this different feeling with him. Like I look at Chewie and I'm like, "Oh, good boy." But like Milo, like there's a thing there. But I haven't like exposed him. Yeah, but Milo also 100% found you. Yeah. Yes, despite That's what my mother says. Different. He different. found me and he chose me. Yeah. 100%. Like mm-hmm. there's day 1 of seeing me well, quote-unquote, seeing me laying on my chest, rubbing his face against my face. And Meanwhile, like, he was crying all, to- all the time when he was home with my mom. And Jinx so. did the same thing with me. She literally chose me. And I think that could be a difference, and may- that may be a difference mm-hmm. in when it's a pet that has other benefits and other practices for you or other things to do with you than when one chooses you. <laughs> what does that say about Marcy? Her and I did not get along when we first met. My mom picked her up at, like, one of those home shows, you know, that uh, the convention centers have. Mm. Just kind of like, oh, that looks kind of cute, not knowing really anything mm-hmm. about her. And I come home from school, and there's a cage in the middle of the computer room. And so I'm looking at it, trying to figure out, like, is it a bird? Like but a hamster? Is it like... a hamster? What kind of cage is this? And I get closer to, like, the hanging pouch, and she comes shooting out of there, crabbing up a storm. If you don't know what crabbing is, seriously, go on YouTube and search for sugar glider crabbing, and you will see. <laughs> you will see just how absolutely terrifying this was. I've never seen this creature before in my life, and here it is, making this weird noise at me, and yeah, I I shot clear across the room. <laughs> I called my mom. I was like, what the hell is this thing? She was like, what the hell is that thing? But we got along. She bonded with me. <laughs> she I was mean, my mom's pet and she bonded with me. Suck it. Yeah. See, so she did choose you. <laughs> she eventually chose me. <laughs> it might not have been right away, but she eventually did. No, we did not like each other at first. I will be interested to see how he reacts to... My continued uh, investigation into the witchy side of things. Because uh, the only time that I've ever done something, um, quote unquote, witchy, which is doing a reading for myself, um, he was jumping around my room freaking out because he had a poop demon. Oh, I remember the poop demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Thought something was fucking with him because we had just gotten back from Tonopah. I'm like, oh shit, I brought something home. No, he just had a piece of poop stuck to his fur and he thought that someone was pulling his tail. Aww. Poor baby. Yeah, he's a goob, but I love him. And then there's Spooky that kind of chose us, but no, she she's named Spooky because she's afraid of everything. She kind of is. She's very uncomfortable with just about everything. So, no. They're spooking. She's my der spookin. Uh, speaking of being new and, you know, investigating. She's a baby witch. Um, baby. Yes, I'm the baby. Go, she go. <laughs> Don't ever do okay, that again. Stop Don't that. ever do that again. <laughs> I have to actually tell myself, okay, I'm you leaving. stop that. <laughs> Vivian immediately scoots closer to me. <laughs> At least I didn't, like, make a clown noise. No. I'd be gone. I'd be out the window. <laughs> that sounded more like, no, you know what? That's copyright. Yeah, you can't say that. I know what you were going to say. <laughs> you know exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but some of the tips that I found, and for those of you that are interested and may want to delve into it yourself... Um, the biggest one I've found across many different resources is to read. Yes. And study. 
There are a bunch of free online resources. There are a bunch of books that you can get from the library or Audible. Bing. Hey. Really, there are a lot on all of Audible. Yes. I Googled. <laughs> I, <laughs> or, I well, wanted to be sure. Not Googled. I searched on Audible. <laughs> Googling. Um, the other... A little bit of the googly. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so another thing that I saw was to keep a record. So they say a notebook or a journal can serve as a grimoire or a book of shadows, which can you two kind of... Real quick, what is that? Um, so I have mine on my altar. Uh, mine's just a pretty cool notebook that I like. Um, and I use that to like either write down like potion ideas or write down spell ideas. Basically it's just kind of like, it could be a diary. It can be kind of like whatever you're wanting to draw to you. Like it's just your magical journal basically. Mine's another thing that I lost and I never replaced it. It's in my head. I mean, nowadays it's kind of on my phone. Hey, Tech Witch, hey. And you can make and you can make your own. You can it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can just be a regular spiral notebook as long as it's just something that's for your magical uses. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like some people like get really into like making their handmade journals and stuff, and that's rad. Like some the Etsy has some really cool like handmade like book of shadows. Tip my shit. hat to you. I but wow. You could just buy a notebook from Office Depot and like draw on it and like whatever you like it doesn't have to be anything crazy exactly um the third tip that they said is get outside which i don't know if i can do that one me and the, me and the sun don't get along. i mean you can go out during Same. the night under the moon yeah that's true i do i am very very drawn to the moon <laughs> sorry what's it i said not in this city not in this no, city <laughs> we'll burn up <laughs> <laughs> Um, but get outside, especially, I guess, if you are more drawn to the green magic like Lauren is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Being in nature is kind of like the big thing. My thing is I go out at night sometimes. I mean, sometimes I don't, but, uh, (laughs) I prefer to stay away from the sun. I charge my crystals by moonlight, even citrine, things like that. I, I charge it by moonlight. You get the moon or you get nothing. You get the moon or you get nothing. Or you get dark. Or you are just a rock. <laughs> I feel like I should go apologize. <laughs> um, they also say to practice moon ritual, meditation. Like Vivian said, meditation's a really big thing and mm-hmm. is probably pretty important. Yes. Um, celebrate sabbats and yeah. divination. Um, and then if you want, you can set up your altar. There are a lot of free and cheap things and tools. So if that's something that you're drawn to, you can also do that. I'm really interested in delving more into this and kind of learning where I fall in things. You can also get a lot of things on spiritnest.com. I did mention that in an earlier episode. They've got a lot of good face care stuff as well, but also some stuff for your altar. Good website, spiritnest.com. Also not sponsored, but we all three have a purse from there. It's true. We Um, match. The place I get my (laughs) herbs from, and they're actually from Riverside, California, um, Dragon Marsh. It's a, a small witch shop. It's owned by a husband and a wife who are both practitioners, um, and they have tons of stuff. Um, that's where I've gotten a lot of stuff for my altar. That's where I get tons of oils. They make their own blends. They have their own dried herbs, and they make their own um, essential oils as well. So, And they're pretty reasonable, and I don't think I've not been able to find like a particular... like They have a pretty extensive catalog of herbs and stuff, so mm-hmm. um, if you're okay with ordering things through the mail and doing that through the mail. They also do their own blends of teas and spices for cooking. 
if you're into kitchen witchery. Hey. Um, <laughs> but they're great. And they actually come to Vegas, if you're listening from Vegas. Um, they ship all the way across the country. Again, they're in California, in Riverside. And uh, dragonmarsh.com is their website. And they also come to Vegas and they do kind of the, the Ren Faire circuit. So they go to a lot of Renaissance festivals and other pagan like fairs and festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out their website to see where they're at. Um, they might be near your town. They come here in October for Ren Faire every year. So. They also could be not right sponsored, behind you. But... <laughs> not sponsored, but they are an awesome shop, so you should check them out. And if they want to sponsor us. Please. Hey, right. we're open. Please. Please, 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 please. So to sum up, uh, I thought I would punctuate this episode with a thought from a very dear friend of mine. He is a brilliant practitioner and a witch and sorcerer in his own right, uh, Nicholas Graham. Witches are a fly in the ointment, the thorn in your side, the person you seek when you have few other alternatives. Theirs is the via nocturna, full of diabolism, an embrace of sensuality, and antinomian transgression. I would also contend that very few people, knowing what sacrifices and difficulties await them, would want to be a witch, except for those meant to be so. Witchcraft is very, very far from tame. Witchcraft is not safe. Witchcraft is not comfortable, but neither is living deliciously. Beautiful. And that is all the time we have for Calling the Corners today, our lovely coven of faithful listeners. Please follow us on social media if you haven't. We are on all the major sites, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And bonus, we're pretty funny. Pretty funny. And we're all <laughs> on all of those under the spooky show, so. It's true. Hit us up on our website or socials if you ever have any questions or feedback from, uh, for us. We love hearing from you guys. And if you really, 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 really love us, <laughs> kick a few bucks to us on our Patreon for some exclusive content. All Patreon donations go to funding the show, as we mentioned earlier, as well as any contributions from our merch that is purchased from our store. Join us in two weeks when we talk tradition, myth, and holiday grudge matches. <laughs> in episode 12, Der Krampus ist und Flammenwerfer, holiday myths and monsters. Stay spooky, friends. <laughs>